Hello and welcome to the Goals Allowed podcast with myself, Anthony Kendrick. I'm joined by Richard Hudson and Ollie Inwards. Uh, in this show, we're going to talk about the relegation battle. Um, but before we do, uh, first I want to look at the clubs who we think will be safe. Um, I'll, I'll kick us off and I'll, I'll say that I've, I've predicted Burnley and Newcastle. I'm pretty confident they'll both be safe. Um, would you guys agree with that? Or I think Newcastle, Burnley will both be fine, personally. I've, I've got Burnley 13th. Um, Newcastle, I ended up putting 15th, but... I really don't know with them. Um, you know, I, Steve Bruce must have loved COVID um, <laughs> because he loved it. Happened, he he wouldn't be in that job. I've, I don't know. I agree. I, I've got. Um, actually, I'd actually disagree with you. I need to be honest. I've got Burnley 16th and Newcastle 18th. So I'd have oh. Burnley is sort of like the the team in the relegation battle. Like the last team I can see in the relegation battle, but staying up, I just think. Okay. Well, I'd agree in terms of the fans um, not having Newcastle fans last season was probably a good thing for the team because <laughs> um, uh, you know they, they're not big fans of Bruce at all, or you know generally it was just what goes on at Newcastle. And also, I don't think their squad is as good as their finished position last year. Um, yeah, I think they. Yeah, I, I just don't. I just don't think they're particularly they're a particularly good team. And Burnley, I I can see I I see them being in the relegation scrap. Just again, they you know the squad is aging and they don't seem to be making many signings at all. And it's almost like, well, how long can you know the same set of players under the same magic you know keep beating the odds like Burnley mm-hmm. do? Um, and to be fair, I think sixteenth would be perfectly fine. Finish from position mm. four, but I, I just don't see him being part of the mid-table personally. Yeah, I think yeah. Burnley would, would always be happy finishing um, 16th, 17th every season. Um, I think once you get past that like mid-table bunch of sort of Everton, Leeds, Brighton, West Ham, I think anything from sort of 13th down could easily be relegation candidate. I think there's a big gap there between that that middle bunch and then the ones below for me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I, I think the big caveat with Burnley is, is Sean Dyche being there. Um, you know, if, if Sean Dyche wasn't manager, I'd instantly put them probably 20th or, well, certainly relegation anyway. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll move yeah, on. We'll, we'll discuss the relegation. Wait for many years because of Sean Dyche. Mm. Okay. Um, I suppose my question for you guys then, is there anyone you've put sort of 12th, 13th, 14th sort of area that you think will definitely not be involved in the relegation? You'd, you'd have confidence in them being safe? Um, so I've got I've got Palace 12th, um, which I guess might be, they might be one of the ones that people think might go down. I I think I've been really impressed with the signings they've made. Um, I, I don't know much about Vieira as a manager at all, and you know he's a complete unknown. And I guess that's why some people would see them, you know, as potential relegation. You know, he could completely do like, um, oh, who, who was the bloke? Who was the Dutch manager they had? Um, <laughs> that's it. Yes, of course. Yeah, they could almost do it like they, like he did. Um, but I kind of think they've done really good business. I think their squad is good enough for them to be sort of just above the relegation scrap. And also, I've got Watford in 13th, but I'm not really sure how that happened. 
Uh, it's, there's no real logic behind it apart from, you know, one promoted team seems to do all right every season, and I'll just predict that to be Watford. Okay. Do you not think you'd be your team? No, I don't, no. Because um, you finished as champion, so... I, yeah, we we did, and I think, well, we were obviously we were very deserving champions, but I think we're a worse team now at this point. I mean, you know, there's, it's kind of hard to do this. <laughs> obviously, there's, you know, there's still a month of the transfer window to go. But currently, we're our worst team now than we were at the end of last season, I think. And Watford, and, and we, while we finished clear quite, quite a bit in the championship, Watford did a double over us. Did a double over us. Um, you know, we struggled against Bournemouth as well. We struggled against some of the top sides in the championship last season. Um, you know, that combined with, you know, obviously losing Buendia, not, you know, Skip's gone back from loan. I personally, at the moment, see us in that relegation battle. Yeah, I, I've got you going down. Uh, I've got Brentford going straight back down again. Um, I've gone for Palace. I've, I've, I was one of the ones that uh, thinks Palace may struggle. Um, it, it's one of those odd ones when you you lose a manager um, that's been at a club for a few years, like Hodgson was, and he's it, sort of a bit like, is was the manager holding the club back or was he keeping them in the Premier League? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so is it a bit like sort of how West Brom fans for years really wanted Tony Pulis out of the club, but then soon as obviously got rid of Pulis, they went down. Same for like Stoke out at times, like sticking with managers. Um, it's quite an unpro- unproven one in Vieira coming in, and I, I, I just could see them struggling. I remember a few times, uh, well, you know, obviously we've done these predictions before and I, I remember uh, people putting Palace to go down and I, I, I just, uh, yeah, steadfastly refused to put them to be relegated when Hodgson was there and I, I think he, you know, did an immense job. Uh, I've predicted Palace to be 19th um, myself. I, I think the, the, it, it, it's difficult, as, as Ollie says, because of a new manager coming in, you, you know, they could be fantastic and could really drive them on. You know, we could see Palace and say a tenth or something, or, or you know, he might be a de- another deporter and be useless. Obviously, we've not seen him manage really, so it's it's difficult to judge. Um, the signings they've made though, they brought in that Anderson who was solid for West uh, for Fulham last season, and Conor Gallagher's come in as well, who was also had a good season, and um, and Alise from, um, from Reading who who looks like a promising, he could be like an Eze type player this season I think um, but, but he's one as a being uh, being injured for a, potentially a long period of time I thought he was he was Palace's best player for me last season I, I remember putting him in the England squad and being laughed at he only missed out for injury and uh, you know I put him in my team of the season um, I, I think him being out is a massive blow for them and yeah I'll put Palace to go down Yeah whilst you were bigging up that uh your predictions of previous years of not having Palace going down. Like, may I just remind you uh, that you had Fulham as your surprise package of last season. <laughs> I forgot about that prediction. I only remember the good ones I made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Obviously, we'll all, well, I'm sure we've all got demons in the closet in terms of predictions. Um <laughs> okay, you had Martial as uh, top scorer last year as well. Did he oh, end up thanks. with... Three, three goals all season. <laughs> well, he was going into the season as um, you know, I think he scored twenty something for United the season before that. He was going in, you know, and and I think that was before we signed Cavani as well. So, um, 
Yeah, I'll argue mitigating circumstances. Yeah, I have Timo Werner though, so I can't talk. <laughs> so who have we got? Who have we got all down in the relegation? Sort of you know, bottom five, I guess. Obviously, bottom three going down, but sort of From sixteenth, I've got sixteenth uh, Watford, seventeenth Southampton. I could easily see Southampton going down this summer, uh, this this season. Um, I think they're gradually getting worse every single year. Um, and especially if they lose Ward Prowse. Um, 18th Norwich, 19th Palace, 20th Brentford. I think it'll be a six man sort of struggling at the bottom, six teams struggling at the bottom, really. I've put uh, Southampton 15, Norwich 16th, uh, I've gone Brentford 17th. Um, perhaps that's just because I want to see how many goals Argon Tony scores. Um, but, um, <clears throat> and in the relegation zone, I've gone Wolves 18. Palace 19th and Watford 20th. Yeah, I think any of the clubs from sort of 13th uh, down could be in the mix, though. What, what have you gone for, Ali? Uh, so I've got uh, Burnley 16th, Southampton, I agree with Rich 17th. I think, again, I, I totally agree with what you said. I could see them going down, um, especially now they've lost Ings as well. Um, Newcastle 18th, Norwich 19th and Brentford 20th. Not that I don't, I don't think Brentford 20th kind of almost felt when I put it, I felt kind of a bit lazy to me, but I think they'll do all right, but still finish last, if that makes sense at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, it's just that I don't, I I think their squad is okay. I just, I don't rate their manager at all. Um, do, do you think it'll be like the, there's always one club that comes up every season that everybody enjoys watching. Um, they play nice football, but then still get relegated because they're just naive. I don't. I'm not so sure Brentford are that personally. Uh, I mean, they do play some good football, but I think they're more. They're generally more defensively solid than they're given credit for. It is just that they're in in the championship the last couple of years. I mean, obviously Frank's got them up via the playoffs in the end, but he's always he's always been a bit kind of debated amongst their fans in that he just does some weird things with formations and tactics from time to time, mm-hmm. and. I'm just not. I just don't think he's going to be quite ready for the Premier League. Um, but they will stick with him, and I think they're you know they're probably right to stick with him. Um, but yeah, I just kind of think he's he's not really up to it. And the squad is fine, but you know it's not. I don't think the squad is good enough to overcome. You know, if they get a couple of injuries or you know, or the man, oh, I don't think the manager is very good. Um, so I think yeah, I do, I do think they'll be they'll be decent. And you know, I could easily see him turning over Arsenal in the first game of the season um, on Friday night. But I, I do struggle to see them staying up. Well, you, you think of how Norwich did when they were in the Premier League last time, and uh, you know, in uh, beating City in September and having that amazing start to the season, and then sort of just tailing off horrifically and and not winning a game hardly for the from sort of October November onwards. And I, I, I can see I can see that happening with Bradford. To be fair. I'm surprising a few teams are sort of unknown and then that. But um, I want to ask you about Norwich, Ollie. Uh, obviously, your your club. Um, w- w- what do you think of the players you've brought in, and how, how do you think you'll fare in the Premier League? So I think I think we're a much better. It's kind of weird. We're, I think we're a worse squad than we were last time, but we're better. We're a better team. We're a more solid team. If that makes that just, you know, those two statements juxtapose themselves. <laughs> completely, um, but we're we're much we're much savvier in, in terms of game management this time around. Uh, like you say, last time you know we were you know they were, we were great fun to start off with, 
but we, you know, when we were playing the Burnleys, the, you know, the Palaces, the West Hams, the Southamptons of the league, they were just so much more, I guess, streetwise. Streetwise, that's not really, you know, these are all cliched sayings, aren't they? But they, they were more streetwise than us, and, you know, they'd bully us a little bit. And, you know, it just almost it became too much, you know, and also we, we had a couple of, you know, we sent them back injuries everywhere, apparently. Um, so I think, I think we're a bit, we're, we're more, we're better in terms of game management and we're a bit more solid this time around, but I've still got us going down at the moment because I just think we still need three to four signings. Um, you know, we're a centre, we've got, we still haven't replaced Skip in defensive midfield. Um, obviously Buendia's gone and we brought in Rashika from Bremen and they're, they're talking about bringing in this Greek guy whose name I can't pronounce. I'm not going to try. Um, so they've sort of replaced players in the in the in the on the wings and going forward. So I think we'll be okay there. It's just not Gilmore as well, didn't you, from Chelsea? Yeah, Billy Gilmore as well from Chelsea. Although he's not really a defensive midfielder, from what I can tell, he's more of a kind of a number eight, kind of a bit more box to box kind of thing. Um, we we still haven't replaced Skip from last season, who was really excellent in terms of just protecting the back four, breaking up play. We don't have that player at the moment. Which is a big worry, and also we're a centre back injury away. So Hanley and Gibson have been really solid. I mean, whether Grant Hanley can do it in the Premier League is a different question. But we're we're a centre back injury to over them away from playing um, Omar Bamadeli, who's a 19 year old who's really really promising, and they rate him. Yeah, he's got he's similar to Godfrey, but he's only played like 10 professional games. So as as much as you rate him, it's like. Is he going to be able to come into a Premier League game or, you know, a stretch of Premier League games and actually hold his hold his own? Maybe not. Um, and then, yeah, then after him, there is, like, Zimmerman, who's been injured for two seasons straight. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so it's like, it's kind of like, I, I think we'll do better than last time, but I don't think at the moment, unless we make a couple of really good signings in this last month of the window, I, can't, I just can't see us staying up personally at the moment. But I think we'll do it. We'll, we'll Show much better than we did last time. Uh, a player you've not mentioned from your squad, but I've seen a few rumours that um, a few clubs may be interested in him is um, Campwell. Yeah. Do you, think, do you think he'd be a, a loss if he went? Um, so this is it's a big debate on Twitter at the moment, on Irish Twitter and stuff. Is Would he be a, a big loss? I think he'd, he'd be a big loss. Um, obviously, it just depends on how we replace him. I think... Um, Personally, I think Villa would be mad to pay anything. So it was at 40 million as quoted for Sky the other day or something, or one of the papers said they were looking at him and we were quoting 40 million and they were thinking about paying it for it. But I think that would be a mad signing from Villa because I think he's a mid-table at best Premier League player. And yeah. Villa, are, Villa are looking to progress beyond that, really. Um, I, I, and, saw, I sort of remember him when he was in the Premier League last time round and so. Saw him in sort of fits and starts and thought he was all right, but he is a bit of a like ordering Jack Grealish off wish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's really good. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's probably an analogy. Um, and obviously, he's really good for obviously really good for us, and he'd be a loss. But almost if we got forty million for him, I think we you could get you know three ten million pound players in across the squad, you know, providing we reinvest that money or had time to reinvest that money, I think we've become we could become stronger by selling him. 
Whereas, you know, I don't really see how that, you know, obviously we sold Buendia and I can't see a situation where we're going to be stronger for him not playing for us. I could see a, a situation where we sell Campwell for 40 million and actually get three players in who make us a lot stronger. Um, but I say that, I don't think they'll sell him personally because I don't think Villa will, I think we'll, Villa will be priced out. Well, not priced out. I think they'll, they'll see, you know, we'll say 45 million and they'll go, yeah, yeah, piss off. We'll go somewhere else. Yeah. The, the, the only thing I would say, you mentioned uh, Ollie Skip and loan, is a lot of loan deals are still to happen. Um, a lot of clubs with Euros and Olympics and stuff um, have had a lot of players turn up late. And I, I know Man United in particular have been one, but others as well have, um, have sort of delayed sending out and agreeing loan deals. I think I think we'll see a lot of them sort of over the next week or, you know, just after the se- you know, just as the season sort of starts, I think. I think a lot of loan deals will come in place. Whether whether you get skip or not, I'm not sure. But yeah, there's yeah. definitely deals to happen. We still got yeah, we still got a Premier League loan because you're only allowed two, I think, aren't you? We still got a Premier League. Obviously, we've got Gilmore. They still got a Premier League loan available, and I'd I'd be shocked if they didn't use it. Um, Can I Jones off us. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, uh, I was kind of hoping they were going to go in for uh, Tanzabi off off um, United. Um, Obviously, he's gone to Villa much higher than us, um, which is fair enough. Um, there is they, they, they've talked all summer in terms of they've if Skip did become available, they're going really hard for him, obviously. But yeah. all the signs are he's going to be with Spurs, so I, I don't know who you know. I don't know who else for a Premier League club mm-hmm. um, in terms of defensive midfield or centre backs they would be available. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard to predict, isn't it? Really, who they'll get on loan, but. Um, I'd be shocked if they didn't use that second Premier League loan. That'd be ridiculous if they didn't. Mm. It, uh, and looking at Watford, it's uh, obviously we've gone. I've gone from bottom, but uh, Ollie thinks it'll be all right. It's uh, sort of different ends of the stre- spectrum here. I, I mean, I'm just thinking about the players they've brought in. Uh, Ashley Fletcher's done all right in the Championship, and then you know Danny Rose and Josh King are sort of experienced Premier League players, adding a bit of bit of um, you know squad depth, I suppose. That, Again, it's 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 the manager being a bit of an unknown. I know he had a, got Watford up, but he's not like a, a well-known face in English football, if you like. And Watford are renowned for keeping their managers um, for long periods of time, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> so he was he was actually really really good um, as in terms of before. So in terms of the championship last season, they he came in. I think he came in about December time when they did the whole you know. Watford thing, um, rightly so because the manager before was not really getting the best out of him, and he really, he really solidified them defensively. And then just in, you know, they had, in terms of the championship, they had Saar, who was like a cheat code in the championship. <laughs> um, and I think I kind of think that defensive solidity will translate quite well this season. Um, but you know, if they lose like the first two games of the season, the manager will be gone. It's yeah, that is an issue. But then, they, to be fair, they always they. <laughs> I kind of think sometimes that works in their favour in that they do, if they've got a shit manager, they do just get rid of him quickly. Um, and whether they actually land on a good one in terms of their three a season is a different question. But I kind of I kind of think like if they are, you know, after 15 games, 19th, they will sack their manager and, you know, they might strike gold. Whereas mm. us and Brentford, I mean, it's, it's debatable, isn't it, whether it's right or wrong, but us and Brentford just won't do that mm. whatsoever. I saw I saw Watford chairman a couple of years ago openly say that they do um, plan for short term for managers only to stay in the short term because if they don't uh, you know they don't um, do well then they'll be sacked and 
you know, they'll get somebody else in. And um, but if they do well, then some other bigger Premier League club will poach their manager or you know, all European clubs. So from their point of view, they don't see a point in having um, in signing managers up to long term contracts and having a long term sort of plan with one manager just sort of move on to the next. And it's uh, you're right, it's a very different strategy to say a Norwich or a Brentford. Yeah. Um, the only, the only yeah, I was just going to say the only club I don't think has come up yet potentially is I had Wolves in 15th and I didn't, I didn't really know what to, where to place Wolves to be honest um, yeah right it's, it's difficult I mean Bruno Lager's coming from Nuno Santo um, there's not been a lot of transfer activity but it was it was very worrying the way they sort of dropped off last year I think obviously the Jimenez injury screwed them and, uh, and then Neto get, being injured who um, who I think will end up playing for a, a top side in the future, um, but yeah, I, I think they'll go down. But again, it's 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 you know new manager coming in, and I'll, I'll blame it solely on that. If if Neves goes, I think that's a big loss for them. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a lot of talk of him possibly going to United. Do you think he's that level, or I think so. You know, he, he was Porto captain at the age of eighteen. He but it, it seems very much that Bruno's pushing for, for United to to be getting him in as a Portuguese teammate. Um, he rates him high enough to to come and join United. Did you know, I, did I, sorry, did you see Bruno's um, Twitter? Um, his cover picture had a was it picture himself, but Neves was uh, was conveniently in the background of the shot. In it was when United played Wolves last season. Was the photo he selected? Yeah, it's definitely Agent Bruno on it work there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where did you put Wolves, uh, Rich? Sorry. Uh, I had them 14th. I just, I, I think they, I think they've got a better squad than most of the ones below them, and that was the only reason for for putting them that high, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the, if you go down, you, you're not good enough. So, the, you know, if the, the, they could still easily be in that mix. So, so uh, remind us of the three you think will go down then. Norwich, Palace, and Brentford for me. Okay, and I've gone Brentford, Palace, and uh, sorry, I've gone Wolves, Palace, and Watford. And are I've yours? Gone Newcastle, Norwich, and Brentford. Can, can I just say on mine, I didn't put Watford in the bottom three, purely based upon Ollie thinking that they were finishing at thirteenth and. Uh, <laughs> I was going off his insider knowledge of watching the championship last year. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure to be putting on. That is <laughs> my, my 95% incorrect opinion a lot of the time. That is a lot of pressure to be putting on that. Well, I'm, I'm sure we can all look back on these and have a laugh. Um, <laughs> as always a silly. I, I remember well, we all predicted uh, on previous podcasts with, uh, with Leicester getting relegated and then they went and won the league, so maybe. Well, yeah, get in touch with us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. If you've got any thoughts on the relegation battle, uh, thanks for listening. It's goodbye from myself, from Ollie Inwoods and Richard Hudson. <laughs>